Double gobble! Double gobble! Welcome everybody to Thanksgiving edition of Drop the Glove Sports Podcast. I am co-host Charlie. <laughs> I'm co-host Mike. You didn't see I that one coming. <laughs> no, I wasn't expecting that. I'm glad I said what I said underneath my breath. <laughs> Too early in the podcast uh, to... If you know what I mean. Yeah. I had to, had to start it off somehow, and I couldn't just go with, hey, welcome to another episode. It's like, hey, this is Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, no, gobble. No, no. This is how you do it. Okay. Something like that. That was, I know that was probably pretty I, I, shitty. I, I, we're going to ask our listeners, hey, comment below uh, who, who did the better gobble, gobble. <laughs> who did the better turkey call? Gobble, gobble, MFers. <laughs> I had to had to start it off different somehow. Yeah, you know what you know what season it is now. What? It's diehard season, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome that, to that, the party, pal. That yippee ki yay! Yeah. Before before we get into that, yeah. I don't know your opinion on that, and that could be another thing we could do under a little poll question for our listeners is like, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? My book, hundred thousand percent. It's a Christmas movie. I don't. I know it was made in July, but it it's surrounded by its backdrop is around Christmas. Yes, a Christmas party, but still Christmas. So me, I say it's I say it's a Christmas film. Mm. Your thoughts? Uh, for the longest time, I always said it was not a Christmas a Christmas movie. And I will fight you. I, I know you will. But for the longest time, I did say that. Yeah. And then somewhere down the line, my opinion changed. I can't remember how. But my opinion changed, and so did my brother's. Because okay. we flip-flopped somehow. He was saying it's a Christmas movie. I was saying it wasn't, and then we flipped. Now he's saying it's not, and I'm saying it is. I don't get it. I don't know how it happened. So da- Daniel turned heel. Daniel turned heel. Oh. And uh, he, says, he says it's not a Christmas movie, and I say it is. You have, uh, what is it? You have a Christmas party. Uh, at least three hoes were mentioned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not those type of hoes. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter, people. Especially you, Canada. Um, was it? Uh, you had the bad guy say it's a perfect time for Christmas miracles. Uh, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Uh, when it takes place, the night before, night before Christmas. And all through the house. And uh, and even one of the bad guys goes, uh, not a creature was stirring except for the three cops trying to come through the left side door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yes, that's that uh, buddy of mine posted on, that on Facebook today. He's like, yeah, it's a, it's a diehard season. Yes, so sir, we, it is. we are officially in the holiday season. Thanksgiving was this this week, and now yeah. it's uh, time for good old Saint Nick and uh, candy or, canes, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever, whatever, whatever you celebrate. Yeah, whatever you fancy. And uh, so I do have something to ask you again. Okay, is that it's on the long lines of fighting, and I know I said a couple shows ago that I don't want to talk about this person anymore, but. Again, he's in the news, and it, this, it's the stupidity that he does. Mm-hmm. So, there's two things. LeBron James. Yeah. 
the the did you see where yes. he he yeah. I saw the elbow yeah it was Detroit right the Detroit Pistons yes Detroit Pistons player I saw the elbow guy drew blood yeah you drew blood I don't care if it was intentional or not you're gone you're, just well, absolutely well no gone. I, I I I that I agree with but the thing is. I don't blame that guy for trying to get to him. No, I wouldn't either. You know, I don't blame him. He had every right to act. Or I wouldn't say he the, had every right, but when you're when in the spur of the moment like that, when you feel be, the blood coming out of your because eye, he was fine before he felt the blood. Yeah. And then once the he tasted the blood. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh hell. Yeah, he went into. Uh, Fight or flight. I'm, I'm going to f you up. Yeah, and which, to be honest with you, I would have done the same thing. I would have lost. I would have lost my shit and went after, tried to get a hold of him. But that and oh, LeBron is and Anthony Davis is like, oh, he's not that bad. Of, or he's not that type of person. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anthony Davis, I respect you, bro, but. No, yeah. he's he's a he's a grade A jackass. So and then they, uh, which again I don't see why the guy from Detroit got two games and LeBron got one. Yeah, I I don't think that was fair. No, but I, but then again, the Detroit player, he repeatedly kept on trying to get to LeBron. Yeah, he he got pulled away. He was trying to be calmed down. He kept on telling personnel, "Get out of my way! Get out of my way! Get out of my way!" And that, and and then eventually he was starting to like walk off. And then he like made he, a he pulled that WWE move. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to drop over people, or I'm gonna go around all of you. I'm gonna yeah. make it look like I'm calmed down, and then I'm gonna go around all of you and get to him." And they weren't buying it. Still, you couldn't get to him. So I think that's why he got the two games is because he repeatedly kept on trying. Now, had he eventually stopped, went off the court, didn't even try to do a left turn or a spin move on security, betcha it would have been one game even for each. But because he repeatedly kept on trying, I think that's why they gave him the extra game. If you gave him one, it would be like... It doesn't matter how upset you get. Yeah. You you just get the one. But because you repeatedly kept on trying, it shows that you could not control yourself or you cannot be trusted to go out there after just one game. Because you're going to try again. Yeah. And uh, you you will eventually try again. Well, and I have a feeling if Detroit when Detroit and LA face each other again, Either LeBron's going to fake an injury, <laughs> or yeah. Detroit is going to put this guy on like some sort of like injury reserve, and he's sitting up in the box or something like that. Because uh, I would, if this was hockey, yeah, everybody'd be looking forward to it. Oh, exactly. Everybody would just be like, "Oh yeah, here we go." It'd be like Mike Leambus and uh, Spencer. Uh, I can't remember his first name. Um, Remember, uh, it was Spencer for the um, Chicago Express. Okay. The one year Chicago was in the ECHL. And uh, 
Mike Leambus got into so many fights with this Spencer guy yeah. from Chicago. Hell, even one of the goalies for the Cyclones got into a fight with him in one game. And then, <laughs> I don't remember. Why don't I remember that? And then I think his name, uh, the goalie's name was Tyler Pallant. Okay. And that apparently he and Spencer had um, grievances from a couple of seasons ago where Pallant got ran into by Spencer and Pallant just started beating the crap out of him or whatever. Yeah. And and so in so when Spencer got to Chicago and Pallant came to Cincinnati and they faced each other more than a couple of occasions, uh, Pallant, I think, was the one who kept on chirping at Spencer. And eventually Spencer, I think in one game, I think I was there for that game, Spencer eventually turned and punched him, mask on and everything, like, Plant didn't have his mask off or anything, but punched him in the mask. And then Mike Liambus comes from behind, and Liambus being the smaller guy, yeah, almost pretty much jumps on Spencer. <laughs> jumps from behind him, and then you have a full-on line brawl in the home opener uh, between Chicago and Cincinnati in 2000 and, uh, what was that? I think it was 12 or something, 12 or 13. I don't know how I don't remember that. Uh, oh, when Chicago was in the league... At, Everyone, I think Toledo fans and Cincinnati fans got together and we were like, truce this year. Chicago's the worst team here. Yeah. yeah. Chicago is the worst team here. We have to put our differences aside. Chicago is. Ugh. And uh, and Rob Medora played for Chicago. Yeah. And that. Uh, yeah, well, I remember you. T- I just I, I know I I see I seen a couple of Chicago Express in Cyclones games. I just don't remember them. Hmm. So that's that's weird. Those were the games to go to. If it was Chicago and C- Cincinnati, those were the games to go to. And then Fan Appreciation Night that season, um, was it Chicago? Cincinnati wasn't going to make the playoffs. Yeah. It didn't matter if they won or lost that game against Chicago. They weren't going to make it that year. Um, Chicago needed to beat us yeah. in order to go. So gave Cincinnati a reason to actually try. And, uh, and I remember that game going into overtime, fan appreciation night, Captain Matthew Aubin scored the game winner and sent Chicago home. <laughs> uh, it's like, have a nice offseason, guys. <laughs> if we're not going, neither, neither are you. you. So that that was the – I know we got to get to the beers. we got to get to the beers, but, man. But this, this is the last thing. Did you also see where he hit – he LeBron James had two fans ejected. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, supposedly they said something about his son, and mm. and they yeah. they uh, you know, yeah, you can't do that. Well, the, 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 I, from I, a fan perspective, you can't do that. No, you can't. But this is I was talking to this guy at work today, and we I brought up that he goes. If it was Jordan, Jordan would drop seventy on him. <laughs> no point. He he would ignore him, and then every time he came down him down the court, he'd be like, and then <laughs> sink a shot. Yeah. LeBron he cried about it, and say, I mean, it was like two minutes left in overtime though, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, dude, you have two minutes. Let him go. Quit your crying. Well, but two, two minutes in NBA basketball is like four hours. It's like ten minutes. Yeah. Because you're going to have a timeout. You're going to have a TV timeout. 
You're going to have a, a somebody gets fouled, goes to the free throw line. I mean, that's why that's why I can't stand the NBA anymore. It's it's just a bunch of crybabies. Uh, it is, and you have to ch- and in order to change the league from being crybabies to tough players again, is you need to start with uh, with officiating. You yeah. got to start telling officials, guys, this is a professional sport. These are professional, grown-ass men, whether they act like it or not. They're grown. Yeah. And that, and this is a contact sport to some extent. It's not football. It's, it's not, not football, hockey. It's not hockey, but, but it is contact. To, you're going to get fouled, and you're going to get fouled hard. Well, if you're going, if you're going to call a foul, call when it is absolutely there. When yeah. you know it is attempted, uh, blatant, whatever. But I, I that's the thing about the NBA is they call anything a foul where if somebody has his hand out in front of you like trying to guard the passing lane or something and the guy does a crossover move and the defender's hand touches the guy's arm as he's doing the crossover, it's like, oh, that's a reach-in. Wasn't anywhere near the ball. How's that a reach-in? So, yeah. Again, you got to start with the officiating. Once the officiating has been like given the riot act of, hey, guys need to stop babying these guys, all right? They're grown-ass men. If they can't act like it, then they can go play in the G League or something. They could go play in the minors or go overseas, get away with that stuff somewhere else. But we are not going to have babies or we are not going to support the crybabying level of play anymore. Exactly. So you got to start with the officiating, and once officiating goes to like some of the players, like LeBron or somebody, where LeBron always gripes and complains if he doesn't get a call, have the official go, hey, just want to let you know, I understand where you're coming from, but guess what? You're in a different league now. You're going to have to play a little tougher, bud. And, uh, and, and if LeBron has to gripe and cry and to the commissioner, I hope the commissioner is as strong as the official and goes, hey, this isn't 2008 anymore, bud. You're going to have to actually try, okay? <laughs> Agreed. So, but, dude. We're fifth, we're 16 minutes in, and we have not cracked open a beer, so. And we need to. Yes. We need to. These beards need a beer. And uh, we've decided to do uh, something different with, yeah. with our beer selection. Um, we are going to go bulk in our beer. We are going to buy in bulk. It's no more going to be weekly craft and that because craft beer is getting a little expensive. Pricey. Right now. So we're going to try and buy in bulk. And so we have um, two staples that we're going to go with for this week, maybe next week. Uh, and after that, we may have another beer that's in bulk uh, mm. in a week or two. So, okay. So the beers that we got is one of. Uh, Mike's favorite, and that is the uh, Braxton Garage. Hells yeah! And then I picked up this one uh, this week. Uh, it's uh, the Mad Tree Legendary Lager. We've had Mad Tree before, but we've not had this one before. I could have swore we did, but that, maybe that was another different Mad Tree one that we had. Um, Mad Tree Legendary Lager. Alcohol by volume is 4.2. Uh, it is um, in honor of Emma Grandma Gatewood. Uh, men told her to go home uh, and that the Appalachian Trail was no place for a woman of her age. So Grandma Gatewood 
walked from Georgia to Maine three times at age 67, 69, and 73, just to prove them all wrong. Way to go, Grandma Emma. Yep. So I'm going to go with the legendary logger. You know what? I, uh, I'm i going to join you there, buddy. And we'll salute to salute that. Salute to Grandma Gatewood. And three, two, one, crack. Not, uh, as, not as dramatic as not, last week. Yeah, not as dramatic, but we nailed it. So that's all I'm worried about. Yep. And pouring the beer in our glasses. Mike's got his Hellcat. Yeah. Yeah. Hellcat, sorry, couldn't talk there. T -t 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 Today, Junior. And I, and I have my high wire brewing. Oh, bless me. So. All right, buddy. Cheers. Not bad. Like it? I love it. That's pretty good. Yeah, so that is. Uh, so 4.2, and then the Braxton's just a 4.0. Yeah. So it's just point two strong stronger in alcohol, but you know what else? That is uh, a, that's, that's a good that's, that's a, some good shit. It's a very pale or a very gold um, looking uh, as well. It's it's not as dark as uh, some of our other beers that we've had before on the show. Um, you're usually into all the like ambers, uh, the red ales, and oh, yeah. last, stouts, porters, and all that. Last but, night, uh, I had <clears throat> I had that uh, s'mores. Oh, you had the oh, that's a mad tree too. The yeah. mad tree uh, uh, s'mores. Yeah. yeah, that tasted a whole hell of a lot stronger than it did the first time. Mm. And cool. it was just uh, well, I was hanging out with my buddy mm -hmm. and. We were we were just hanging out, and he goes, "I got a Brax, bought a, a six pack of Braxton Storm, and he had some stuff laying around." He goes, "Mike, do you wanna you want s'mores?" I was like, "Oh yeah, sure." You know, I was like, I tasted, I was like, I kind of grimaced. I was like, "Whoa, this is a little bit more powerful than when we had it on the Taste Is Right podcast." Huh? And I was like, "Wow." I guess it was more refrigerated and more colder. I don't. I don't want to sound like an idiot. Say more colder. But it was colder. Then. It was colder than what we had when at the when we did Ty's podcast. Hmm. So interesting. I was gonna say some beers just keep keep the same taste over and yeah. over again, uh, no matter how, when or how you tried them. And then there are some where it's just um, like. I'll go with the Scotch Ale and uh, from a couple weeks ago. We tried that t a couple weeks ago. That was my second beer on the show that week. And um, so the can was sitting out a little bit. Yeah. So maybe it could have been that it was like half cold or something when I was sipping it. And maybe that's why it was bad taste. Well, then the next night, I grabbed a can from the cold from the fridge and tried it, and nope, cold didn't help. <laughs> it, it just still sucked. Yeah. The same taste, still sucked. So, so, I was talking to Gene and Ty last Friday, like I was telling you before we, we came on tonight, and uh, they, they were like, they said, they were telling me that you talked to them, it's like, yeah, you had to try it, 
or told him not to try to go well, on the I, shit shelf or whatever. I told him it needs to go on the on the uh, graveyard. Yeah. Yeah, it needs to go into the Taste is Right uh, graveyard. And Gene's like, you tell Charlie that we have to try it first before it goes anywhere. I was like, bro, I, it was it tasted like straight ass. You know what? I still have two cans in the fridge. I haven't dumped them yet. So, we guys, if you're listening... Let me know when I can drop them off to you, or you guys come to me, and I'll give yeah. them to you, and you, and then try them out for the next podcast. Cause yeah, I guarantee you, you're gonna take one sip and go, oh, graveyard. <laughs> yeah, that, but yeah, I was talking to them about that, and they're like, I was like, dude, it was it was straight ass. Yeah. So, uh, and we even got our guest last week, Brad, to drink it. And the very first words out of his mouth was, it's not that bad. And then he drank a little bit more. He's like, okay, yeah. Okay, I, see, I, I can see where you guys went wrong here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, well, we can't be perfect all the time, man. It's it's. Well, plus, if we're going to try different craft beer, we have to be honest yeah. about our opinion. We are not sponsored by any of these people. We try it because we love the t- we love the craft beer. Yeah, craft beer is better than any domestic that is currently out there, and that I, I mean, I think we've only well, had domestic on this show one time, and that was with Daniel, and he brought Bud Light. He brought the bought the piss water. I did. I did have. I did bring Mick Ultra the when you were doing your seventy two uh, day challenge. Seventy five hard. Seventy five hard. Yeah. I did bring uh, a Yingling and uh, Mick Ultra. Yingling is actually considered craft. It is? Yes. Huh. I did not know that. Even though it is America's oldest brewery, uh, Yingling is actually considered craft. Okay. I learned something new every day. So, but yeah, yeah, I mean, and then I brought the, what was it, the Wiedemann that I brought? or was Wiedemann? Your, yeah, I mean, that's, well, that's we, been around for years, too. Well, Wiedemann's been around, but I don't think, it, it's not as big. Of a domestic, it's more of a regional thing. I mean, we've had we've had Guinness on here. Guinness has been on here before, but Guinness is imported. It's imported from Ireland. Okay, and then uh, we had we've had Killians, too. Have we? I think we had, well, I think we've had Killians on here before. Huh? I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we did, or I thought about it. I was about to say I don't remember that episode. <laughs> well. <laughs> There, there's one, there's episodes that you've gotten out of hand, Charlie, and I let you go. For <laughs> the Red Beard episode. Well, I had to go. I had to keep out of hand because we got accused of being lightweights. <laughs> and that, and now I will say here and now on episode uh, forty-eight, I'm okay with being called a lightweight. <laughs> yeah, well, and that, um, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm just—it's an ego thing. Yeah, I know it's an ego thing, but eh, I'm not—I'm not 21 anymore. Uh, neither am I, buddy. I'm far. I'm real far away from 21. And that, um, you know what? That just just reminds me of a story. So I'm—I'm going to tell you this. And oh, that you. And that um, we've—we've um—you've given some backstory about your your times of uh, getting wild and. With your friends and everything, well, and I've always told you I've never gone, I've never gone throw up drunk before, and uh, so, and it's still true. I have not. 
Um, but there was a time, I was 21, and we were celebrating uh, one of my uncle's birthdays at the Hofbrauhaus. House. Yeah, yeah. Um, my dad ordered a dunkel. And that, I think you did tell me the story. Did I tell you? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll continue just a little bit. So he ordered a dunkel, and I was like following my dad. Yeah. And I'm 21. I don't know anything about beer. He got a dunkel. I was like, yeah, I'll get a dunkel. It came out. It was that freaking dark beer. Can- motor oil. Motor oil. Oh, my God. <laughs> I tried it. I loved it. I loved it a little too much. Um. It got me from sober to buzzed in a heartbeat. I mean, it was... That fast. It was that fast. Um, num- uh, number two, don't order food at the Hopper House. Nobody goes to Hopper House for the food. Uh, they, so, got, they got all right food. I don't think they do. Me and my dad both agree the food's not good. Well, it, I, I didn't say it was great. I said it was all right. There's a difference. So I tried some of the food after I had some beer. The beer, the beer, the beer cheese, and, and the pretzels. I think it's pretty good. And then, Other than that, I would listen to Charlie <laughs> and, um, and Dave. But. Um, but yeah, they, uh, I had food on top of it. Uh, I wasn't starting to feel too good. I was turning green to a couple of my cousins who were there who saw me. Uh, <laughs> I did get... I, I took a few trips to the bathroom. Did not get sick. Did not throw up. But I was not feeling my best. Came back out. After a while, I ate some bread and like pretzels. And then, yeah. and then no beer cheese, just straight pretzels or potato cakes or whatever, and I started feeling a little bit better. After I felt a little bit better, I ordered another beer. And this time I didn't go Dunkel. I went a little lighter. I went yeah. to, I think I went to the original. And that, and I just kept on drinking original all night long. And uh, I will say, I still remember that night. I, re- I know how I acted. I was wild. I was crazy in front of my parents. And I'm not proud, but I can honestly say I woke up the next day hungover, but not with my head in the toilet. So I am proud of the. Uh, I'm proud uh, of that fact. And then it, you know, it, this calls for it is what it is. Ding. Ding. Uh. I was telling my wife today uh, the whole um, ding thing. The ding thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Crap. Wow. <laughs> Anywho, um, but with the bell, and then when we do ding, uh, yeah. instead of actually hitting the bell now, um, I've, I've been trained somehow because I heard my boss earlier this week uh, say it is what it is, and I did the hand gesture where you hit the bell. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been trained. How did this happen? Thanks, Mike, you asshole. <laughs> and then, so I've been trained to do the ding after I hear it is what it is from anybody, including I my boss. I, I do it too, so whatevs. And I mean, I, but do you do the hand gesture? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, uh, I think I that's do. funny. Because <laughs> uh, I even did it in front of him, and he looked at me weird like, like what the heck or whatever and it's like does your boss not listen to our show no he does not listen to the show 
But he's not a sports guy. <sighs> he's a movies guy. Oh, well. We talk about movies. We, we talk about movies, but this is a more sports and beer related okay. podcast. So, oh, hell. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a there's a little insider story about co-host Charlie. I've, I ha- I've gotten buzzed. I've gotten to the point where I acted like a fool, drunk, but never did I end up with my head in the toilet. I guess that's a good thing. I mean, God knows I've... I, I'm not going to lie, though. Episode 28 with Redbeard, this close. <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night. I had to go to the bathroom. I thought I was, but... I think, in, in all honesty, I think I've only thrown up once, and that was the... the me and my buddy Bobby going to uh, the beer cellar, and I think... A, it was the fo- we had the Fosters, yeah. And I ate I ate Skyline chili, and I think it, I think it was more food poisoning than it was the beer, but I don't know. Mm. But I did throw up, and I think that's the only other time that's the only other time that I've thrown up. I mean, my buddy Bobby, he we t- I took him out for his birthday, threw up all over my friend's car, <laughs> threw up in the parking lot of Trout. Mm-hmm. Dairy, and then we got back to my place, and then continued to throw up all over my bathroom walls, <laughs> sink, toilet. Oh, jeez, dang, I, dude! I was buzzed. I was cleaning my bathroom at four in the morning, <laughs> getting sick of the smell. Oh, that, yeah, that was yeah, because that that was that was. Grotesque, and I was like, "The smell is worse than anything." Oh, especially when it's like sliding down your walls and all the. And then he's about as big. At the time, he was about as big as me, a little bit bigger. Uh And I'm like, "Dude, get f out of the bathroom." (laughs) He's like, "I'm like, Bob, let's 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 get your ass out of the bathroom." Let's let's get get you cleaned up and go in my let, go go in and lay down. So he did that and we finally got out of the bathroom and whatnot. And it's like, oh I'm in there cleaning, scrubbing and stuff, and I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not doing this. I'm trying to find the photo. But I can't find so, it. Uh I had a photo in my camera roll of Thanksgiving last year. Yeah. And it was just, uh, last year it was just my immediate family, my wife, my parents, and my brother um, that had Thanksgiving together. And uh, I took a picture of how much we drank on Thanksgiving night. Mm-hmm. And I think there was like a roughly 20 beers that was drank between me, my brother, and my dad. And, uh, we we went a little crazy last uh, last year. Uh, we had Sam Adams. There was some Hopper House. There was some Yingling. Uh, my brother uh, had some Budweiser in the mix. And that, uh, but uh, I, I had a picture I in swear. my camera roll of like twenty something beers. And I, and the caption that I put was, "Can you believe this was Thanksgiving?" <laughs> 
Ah, we gotta do something with your brother. He's, well, we both gotta do something with him. I, I, I believe he's a, he's a bit of a lightweight. Uh, he, with, with Daniel, he has a certain taste preference. I feel like that is his, I feel like, I wouldn't say that's his excuse, that's his reason. He has a taste preference. He's known the taste of Budweiser, Bud Light, Coors, uh, and all those kinds of domestic beers. He, he, he comes, he, he understands, he likes Labatt Blue beer. And that, he likes that Canadian beer. You like the Molson. I, was, I like the Molson, but the bit, but my favorite out of all of them is the Moosehead. I seriously, I was Google when you you said Canadian beers. Yeah, on the Instagram, I, I, I googled Canadian beers and I was like, huh, I wanna I wanna go down to the party source to see if uh, they got any Canadian beers and grab one for an episode. Not not the Labatt Labatt or yes. Molson, but just something, something that we haven't heard of before. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw some stuff while I was, I was like, "Wow, that is just crazy shit." <laughs> I can't remember none of them. Can't remember the, any of them. No, but it was just. I was like, I saw one. I was like, I want to try this, and I can't remember which one it was. But yeah, when we take our little field trip to either Party Source or Jungle Gyms, yeah, we gotta look for Canadian beer. Yes. So, well. I, I will tell you this: that my dad is a moosehead guy. Yeah. And that, and I don't think I've ever had moosehead. You you will experience it probably later this year, and I, I guarantee it. You will. Or later it. next year. Or. Mm, you, a, I, l- I, a little, a little, a little, a little, a little teaser. I think it, I think it's going to be either the end of this year and also the beginning of next year. You will try it, and. Uh, to be honest with you, Moosehead is Moosehead is definitely better than Labatt. Yeah. Canada, if you're listening, which you still are. I still can't believe you are. Um, but Moosehead's better than Labatt. But Molson, I need to like have Molson and Moosehead next to each other because I'm a Molson guy. Yeah. And that hurts me. It really hurts me that I like Molson. And the only reason I do... I need to have. It's I want to do all three. I prefer three. it over a Labatt at the Cyclones games when they have the two dollar tall. I mean, at any point in my life, I, I just need to re reevaluate things. <laughs> so I need I need a Moosehead, a Labatt, and a Molson, mm-hmm. and I try all three of them to really figure out which one I like. Mm-hmm. But I, I do I I do lean more to Molson than I do the Labatt. The, the, Labatt Blue. Mm-hmm. So, well, I came up. I came up with a. Um, I came up with a beer tap list uh, for a potential hockey bar if we ever created yeah. one. And uh, for Toronto, Toronto's Maple Leafs, their beer would be Labatt. Yeah. And then Montreal would be Molson. That's why it kind of pains me to say Molson is better than Labatt because it's Montreal versus Toronto. But I would probably prefer Montreal over Toronto. So, so about Ottawa and Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> Vancouver. I go. I go with British Columbia. 
Uh, I really well, no. The, I was asking about the beers. Oh, for, the beer. All the beers. Oh, I I need my notebook for that because I wrote down all the beers for. Um, hold on. Yeah. I think I know where it's at. Go, okay. Keep, keep talking. So yeah, while while we're we're thirty seven minutes in, and we we have like what one thing of. Uh, sports that we and that was the LeBron. Yeah, that was LeBron. Oh, and then talking and, about, about the uh, the high the fights in hockey for yeah, the cyclones. Yeah, so <laughs> we. <laughs> hey, this is Thanksgiving. Talk about whatever we want. Um, okay, so here you go. Yeah, okay. the first the first two pages is the beer list for all the ho- NHL hockey teams. So we have to come up with one for Seattle now since they're in the league. Oh, I did that already. Oh, you did? Well, shit, Charlie. I, I was I was ahead of Seattle, okay? I had their beer listed before they even came out with the team name. So, I was ahead of the curve. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's how good I am at doing my research. Um, <laughs> so, Montreal Canadiens is, Mol- is Molson Lager. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ottawa Senators is the Broadhead Brewing Dark Horse Stout. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Edmonton Oilers. And I, I forgot knew, about that. I, I knew I was missing a few. We, we skipped a few Canadian teams. So Calgary Flames. Before we go to Edmonton, I'll go in alphabetical order. Okay. Calgary Flames is the Boiling Ore Brewing Company, and it's their pale ale. It's the, it was the best one on the list. Yeah. Uh, I've never tried these beers. Just just, just a heads up. I've never tried Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg's, Vancouver's, Ottawa's. I've only tried Toronto's and um, We need to take that Montreal's. list. We need to take that list to Jungle Gyms with us. Maybe we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Next on the list, Edmonton Oilers. Yellowhead Brewing, and it's their premium lager. So, again, kind of bland. Montreal, Molson, uh, Ottawa was their Dark Horse Stout. See here. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs is Labatt, Blue. Uh, Vancouver, Canucks. Oh, yeah. Now that I've read Vancouver's, yeah, I'd I'd go with theirs. Uh, Vancouver Canucks is the Deep Cove Brewery, and it's Watershed Wheat Beer. Hopefully better than the, the wooden casks. And, and then finally, the Winnipeg Jets I put down as Moosehead. Yeah, okay. So, oh, what, what was uh, Seattle's real quick? Seattle's beer of choice was the Maritime Pacific Brewing Company, and it's their old Seattle lager. Okay. So we gotta look. We gotta look for these beers. <laughs> Jungle Gems, here we come. Jungle Gems. All right. That was last Saturday. That was a mess up there in their beer section. Really? Because they were having tastings and there was a shit ton of people mm. just roaming around with cups of beer in their hand. I'm like, I never thought about going to the grocery store with a beer in my hand. I wonder what it's like. And I did. I, I was like, if I start drinking now, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be. You're going to get lost? I'm going to get lost. <laughs> Which I did actually get lost out there. I called my buddy. I was like, dude, where the hell are you at? He goes, oh, I'm over here in the, the cigar section. I'm like, what the what the flip are you doing over there? He's like, eh, it's been a while. I'm just seeing what they got. <laughs> I was like, I'm on the other side of the store, like next to the Asian cuisine and stuff. Can you see me waving? 
Can you see me waving? <laughs> so, so in the store, they have this big thing of where they make cheese, like the like the tallest thing of cheese. Oh yeah, and the biggest. So, we meet in the middle at the cheese thing. I'm like, okay, bro. He goes, I just was, I was looking at pipes. I'm like, you turn an old man on me already? And the grand the guy's like 55, but. Or 52 or whatever. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> but he's in his 50s. I've known this guy for like 20, 20 plus years. So we're really good friends. And I go, what the hell are you doing in the in the pipe, in the cigar? Oh, I'm just looking, bro. I'm just looking. I'm like, okay. Well, I, I, know, some, I know some friends of the family... They're big uh, pipe tobacco smokers. I don't think he was. And that he was using the pipe for tobacco. Ah, uh, okay. Going down that road, huh? Yeah, well, you know, I'm not. I don't judge because I don't care what you do. You know, I guys, I smoked pot once. I didn't care for it. And if you do, hey, I'm not judging y'all. That's your choice. You do you, boo boo. <laughs> But I, I don't care for it. Well, with, it didn't do nothing for me. Well, with uh, with pipe tobacco, you have all these different flavors. Yeah, all, all these different blends. I don't need and a I'm flavor. Not, and I'm not gonna lie to you. Some of the smells of the flavors of these tobaccos. I mean, it it's enough to where you almost kind of want to try it. I do almost want to try it. The only thing is, I've never tried it. Is because I am married to an asthmatic. Yeah. So I, if I have any kind of smoking products on me, on my breath or in my system, and that it upsets her a- asthma, so I, I can't, I can't, pu- I can't put my wife or my my spouse in that position. So that, that's understandable. I mean, and that so, but but at one point there was a time where I was a smoker. There was a point in my time I was a smoker too, but and I've never tried pot. I was in a room with pot. Oh, dude! But I've never been, tried it. I've been I, I question myself now because it stinks to high heaven. Oh God! I went at work. I was, I was uh, using the bathroom. I go in the restroom. I'm like, it smells like effing weed in here. <laughs> I'm like, so I grab I grab somebody. I was like, hey, so and so. I'm like, you know, and I'm like, does this smell like weed? And they go, no, it's just. I'm like, I smell. I smell weed, and I don't know why. But mm-hmm. I've been like, I've been to enough concerts, especially Dave Matthews concerts. Oh, I bet there's a lot there. I know what the weed smells like. Yeah. And again, I don't care. I'm the you guys or you got whoever, whatever you do, you. Yeah. I understand it. It's fine. Yep. I mean, I don't think it's one of the. War, world's worst drugs. No, there's I, other, I don't think so. You know, there's other things that are. You know. Oh, there, there's, there's tons of stuff out there that is way worse than than marijuana. Totally. Yeah. But we're not going to go down that political well, yeah, well, rabbit we're, hole. We're so. not going there. Yeah. So, Charlie, let's let's change gears. Let's change gears a little bit here. So, Mike, uh, college football <laughs> has come to an end. Yeah. yeah, and that uh, 
Week 13 picks were made last week. Correct. Uh, waiting on the results of those Yeah. Uh, on the heels of this episode. Uh, so pretty much the only game we got to look forward to is in about two weeks, and that's Army versus Navy. One of the greatest college football rivalries in all of sports. 100% agreed. And, that, and um, the last, I think it's the last three years, Army has beaten Navy. Okay. And uh, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go all Jamie for a second. All Jamie on you, all right. on me, or yep. on the on the show, listen, on, on our listeners. And then I'm gonna have to pull up what is the all-time record between Army versus Navy. Um, I can't believe because uh, are they playing in Baltimore this year? Or no, I think they're playing in Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia this year. Last year, was, I, I think it was Baltimore, and the year before that was uh, Annapolis. Yeah, and uh, they 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 switch between three or four different mm-hmm. uh, uh, places to play. Yeah. It's either Baltimore, Maryland, Annapolis, Maryland, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, or it'll be um, Washington D.C. Okay, so they'll play at like uh, the Redskins. Uh, no, stadium. Yeah, well, hold up. The Washington football field. FedEx field. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, they're still the Redskins until they actually come up with a name. Okay. Um, so, the all-time Army versus Navy record. Navy leads. Okay. And that... Um, let's see here. The record is... Whoa, hold up. That can't be right. I, I'm looking at a number that is like triple digits. It's like, no, that can't be right. Hold on a second, guys. I thought I had it. <laughs> uh, what? What? The, the record was like astronomically large. It was like, no way is that the record. Jamie, you're fired. No, 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 no. I just need to click on a better... Uh, <laughs> On a better, uh, it, it was Wikipedia. So oh that, well, yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't trust Wikipedia. <laughs> oh God! Right. Why would you go to Wikipedia anyway? It was the first thing that came up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say? What? That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're we're having fun. Yep, we're having fun. So let's see here. Okay, I think this is in overall sports. That's why it was so large. Okay. And that, let's see here. Um, going towards, I'm I'm looking and yeah, because I have men's golf, volleyball, all is included in this in this record. We're just looking for football. Yeah, I know. Come on. For some reason, the it foosball. To, it, it it wants to do the whole the whole thing. It's like no, I don't want that. I want the I don't want the overall from going from all the minor sports to all the major sports. I want the just give me Army versus Navy. What is the overall record? There, there we go. Navy leads sixty one wins to fifty three. Okay. So Navy leads. And that. Oh, jeez. Sorry, guys. Yes. That, that was, uh. That was, uh. Don't blame Jamie. Blame the freaking web search, okay? And I use DuckDuckGo, all right? DuckDuckGo. And that. It's the future. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, everybody doubted Google at one point. I'm just going to say. Everybody doubted okay, Google. Okay. And now it's F you, Google. I'm so, surprised we're still on Google. I really am. We have 4% of our listenership on Google. Most, okay. of, most of it's actually on Spotify and Apple. So. but I'll take it. But anyway. So, Navy leads the series. Okay. And that 51 wins to 43. Or, 61 to 53. 53. Sorry. 61 wins. Army has 53. But Army's won the last couple years. Just real quick. Do you need to take off your shoes so you can count? No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. (laughs) It's like... Whoa! How did it go for? We're we're just trying to we're just trying to catch up to the sports talk. We okay. we, we were on beer, pot, and everything for a, for a while there. We need to catch up to sports. <laughs> okay. So, with that being said, and Army being, Army does have the better record. Yeah. And uh, Navy, I, I don't know if Navy's in a rebuild or something, but Navy was dominant for the longest time. I think yeah. they went a decade without a loss. I think okay. it was like ten years until I think I think uh, you know, but you know what? So you're asking me who my pick is? Who, who's your pick when it comes to the Army Navy game in two weeks? I'm going to take Army. Uh, Mike's going with Army. Um, see, this is tough for me. Uh, it's tough for me too, but I mean, I mean, I I want to my my. Gut reaction when somebody says, "Who do you pick in Army versus Navy?" My gut reaction's Navy. Mine's too. And I, I, I love Navy. Uh, I've had, I've had grandparents who served in the Navy. I've had uncles who served in the Army. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm torn on either side here. Um, so my gut reaction is to go with Navy, but Navy has just been, it's just been bad. All yeah. year. I think they have like three wins. Navy has like three wins. Army actually has like a winning record. I think they have like eight wins or something. They're they're doing they're doing pretty good this year. Okay. So and Army, you and I were talking about this. Army is a ground and pound offense. Yeah. They love just running that ball up the middle, laterals, hook plays, uh was it um was it hook runs and then um, screen screen pass. screen pass and everything? They love doing. Let's go. Who had to? Don't both teams have the wishbone offense? Or I, I think, think or is think it Navy? Navy has the wishbone. Yeah, and then Navy has the wishbone offense, and that because you don't know what the play is until the quarterback gets rid of the ball. Okay. And there was, I think, four or five years ago, there was a quarterback for Navy. Who ran the wishbone perfectly? I think he was even in the Heisman hunt at one point. There was, I think, there was a quarterback for Navy a couple of years ago. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was in the Heisman hunt, uh, and I think he did get invited to the Heisman presentation. Yeah, and he arrived via chopper. There you go. And I, I was like, oh man, that is awesome right there. That is just absolutely cool. So. But Navy has just been, in, in the past three years, they've just not been dominant like they used to be. They're in a rebuilding. I think they even changed coaches. I no. Could... Navy, Navy, I think. Really? I think Navy is the, that Hawaiian guy. 
Oh, okay. So they kept him. Yeah, okay. he he's been coached there for a while. Yeah, he's been there for a while. I thought that I thought they usually change coaches every couple of years. Or no, something. no, this guy's been with Navy for quite a while. Yeah. So. Okay, but man, I mean, I I'm not going to the, the numbers are pointing towards Army. Yeah, but my gut is telling me, dude, go with Navy. Don't. I'm not going to make fun of you this week because I'm the same way. I love my my aunt, your cousin, or well, your second second cousin, Aunt Cindy was in the in the Marines, mm-hmm. so that would lean towards Navy. Navy, Navy. Yeah. and but I just I'm looking I'm looking at it not as I'm leaving the family stuff out. I'm looking at records. And whatnot, so that's why I went with Army. Mm. Any any other time, I would have more. Yeah, I would have gone with Navy. Mm. But I'll take I'll take Army. And if you want to take Navy, then take Navy, man. I'm not I, I'm not going to give you crap because you because I know we've given each other crap for picking against one another. So. Maybe, maybe that that if Army loses, that will or Navy loses, that will help you. Help help me out in the long run. Well, I was about to say our records right now going into. So before you do that, yeah. What's your pick? Okay, sorry. Um, all right, I'm gonna go with Navy. Okay. I'm going with my gut here. Nothing wrong with going your with your gut. Go Navy, sink Army. It Uh, is what it is. Ding. Because uh, our overall record, because um, we'll we'll give our regular season finale numbers after Army Navy. Army after Army Navy, but as it stands right now, I'm at 37 wins, 35 losses, and you are tied in wins and losses, 36 wins, 36 losses. I'm 500. I can deal with that. And we have one full week of games to go. Week 13, rivalry week. And then we have this Army-Navy. So who knows? Army-Navy could be a tiebreaker. Or it could put somebody ahead by however many. Or yeah. trailed by however many. So we'll we'll see. But oh, I, I just love the Army-Navy game. I do too. I, I love it so much. Um, that, is, that is one game I will watch every single year. Every year, yep. You know. And I think one of my favorite Army Navy game moments I, I ever saw um, was uh, was it? I think it was um, I, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but our, it, it was so hard fought. I think the final score ended up being like thirteen to ten or something like yeah. that. I mean, it was a defensive game, and that, um, but. I think Navy was like the only team to have a an actual scoring uh, touchdown or something like that. Offensive touchdown. O- offensive or defensive touchdown. I can't remember which. Um, no, it was defensive. It was a defensive touchdown. Okay. And the reason I remember it is because Army was like on the two-yard line about to score. Army fumbled. And a Navy guy, I think it was a cornerback or a safety, runs up to the line, sees the ball pop out of the pile, 
scoops it up, and he runs like 98 yards and scores the touchdown. And that was like in the first quarter. Score, and that was the only touchdown. Everybody else ended up kicking field goals. Field goals. And I think Army ended up getting a safety or something at one point. And it was like 13-11 or something like that was the score. Or 10, 13-10 or something. And it was one of the most hard-fought games ever. And, but I'll never forget. Oh, I, love the, I love the uniforms. Every year the uniforms, yeah, the uniforms get better. The uniforms... The uniforms for both um, Navy and Army for those for that game always get better. I don't know. I saw this year one of the I think it was I think it was the Navy game. They they had a uniform like their dress blues or something. Yeah, I love them. That's I don't. Cool. I can't remember who they played, but I I seriously I loved I loved them. So, but I remember one year where Army on their helmets, Army's helmets said, uh, "Come and take it." Yeah. Um, in honor of the our country's Second Amendment, and that uh, with the cannon on it, and then Navy's had the "Don't tread on me" with the snake. I, I was like, man, those are freaking awesome. Oh, the helmets alone are just awesome yeah. when it comes to our when it comes to our military's uh, academies, and that and the one one thing about Army and Navy, I you know what I really wish I really wish this team got a lot more credit, and that's Air Force. Yeah, I really wish the Air Force Academy could be as enriched in tradition as Army versus Navy. Because at one time, a little history lesson, the Air Force was under the Army. Mm-hmm. And that it was the uh, Armed Air Corps for the U.S. Army. Uh, and then eventually the Air Force broke off after World War II and became its own... Okay. Uh, became its own military division. So, but I really wish... That Air Force versus Army or Air Force versus Navy would become just as enriched or as, as big as big as this game is. Yeah, yeah. And, and Air Force is in the Mountain West division or uh, conference. Conference, yeah. The Mountain, yeah, the Mountain West. Conference. I think is an Army. Army and Navy are independent. Independent, yeah. Along with Notre Dame, uh, BYU will probably not be independent. Come. Uh, a couple years from now, because BYU was also an independent, yeah. but they've been invited to join the uh, Big 12. Big 12, yes. So. Oh, man. But, yeah, two weeks away, Army versus Navy, and uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. So. Um, well, I mean, that, 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 that game is so, so enriched with history and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, I was gonna say I have a uh, I have a I have a book on uh, greatest sports rivalries. Mm-hmm. Army and Navy is in there, and uh, Army Navy takes like a couple pages up in this book, and uh, they were going over the history, how it started, who leads uh, in the in the football game series. Um, they were. Uh, they were talking about there were some years where 
army couldn't make it. Uh, like the the academy could not show up to the game because mm-hmm. it was a, d- during wartime or something. Uh, but there was one talking about history, talking about legacy and enriched in tradition. So army shows up in their gray, yeah, and uh, their gray uniforms. Navy shows up in their naval blue. Uh, coats and jackets and the white hat and everything. So there was one year Army couldn't make it okay. to the game. They asked cadets from the Naval Academy if they'd be willing to dress up in the Army gray and cheer for Army for a game. And half of the Academy volunteered to root for Army for the day. And that. Uh, that's pretty cool. I think that's really freaking cool. And that's very good sportsmanlike. And plus, and plus, if, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're all on the. They're both on the same team. It's Team America. Exactly, and that's the same what Notre Dame. I think it's Notre Dame and Navy, or no, I think it's either Notre Dame and Army. Hmm. They started in. They started their series in like 1931 or something because. Notre Dame didn't have enough players, and uh, Navy didn't have enough players to play. So they started pr- pretty much like the same thing with uh, what you were just talking about. I had a brain for it, sorry. You're right. But it, it that's how their their tradition. I mean, that's a hell of a tradition too. Yeah. So. Uh, another story that I just thought of was um, was it uh, Army and Navy cadets uh, before the game they um, they exchange uh, was it lapel pins and that's so like Army has a U.S. lapel pin on their coats yeah and Navy has a U.S. one with an anchor and uh the tradition was if uh, if you came in contact with a cadet of the uh, other school, and that you exchange lapel pins, at least one lapel pin with the with the cadet. So you'd see some cadets with one lapel saying U.S. Army, and then the other one with the anchor on. So I think, man, there's just so many good things about that about uh, yeah. about uh, this uh, game. It's it's a rivalry one, but two, it's a tradition to where both these young men and women, and uh, young men playing on the field, but men and women on both in both academies who are on the same side. At the end of the day, they're Americans. They support this country, and and also at the end of the game, both fight songs are are played. Well, yeah, that's the same way with Notre Dame and and Navy or Army. I'm sorry, I keep it. It's okay. I, I but like both both teams go down for. The nerd. First, it's the losing team. Losing team gets theirs played first, and then they'll go all the way over to the other side of the field to, towards the other team's band, and the victors will be played last. Yes. And, uh, I think that's... I think that's uh, cool, too. Yeah. This is a really good tradition. It's a really good game. Cannot wait. And I will definitely be decked out in all my Navy gear uh, come that game. Oh, there you go. I don't think I have any Army stuff. I think I got a pair of army sweatpants. <laughs> but, Where but what you got? They're all holy and 
Yeah, you, you don't you don't want to see none of that. That's just I, I, I if I wear them, I look like Al Bundy. So, um, going on the going with college football. Yeah, uh, saw an article this week that really got me mad. Oh Lord! And that the college football uh, playoff chairman uh, was commented saying that he's had respect. For the U- University of Cincinnati all season long. Can I call bullshit on that? Yes, you can. Okay. I I, I call bullshit on that. Yes. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I want if, if I could see the guy's face through the screen, I would have smacked him. Yeah. And uh, I was like, bullshit, dude. You, you've not respect them all season long. It's why it took you forever to now put them in the number four position. Because now Cincinnati is number four in the playoff, yeah. which means if the season ended today, if they didn't play East Carolina today, which, by the way, I think they're playing right now. Or it's over. Is it over? I th- well, they started at 3.30. Ooh. Well, I haven't heard upset, so or I haven't seen anything outside. I, Cincinnati's not burning, so <laughs> Nobody, nobody's pissed off over, over the river here. Well, no, I'll, never mind. I'll keep my, that comment to myself. <laughs> um, I will Cincinnati keep- won. 35-13. Final yeah. score. So, way to go, Bearcats! Way to go, Bearcats! They will play uh, possibly Houston. Houston, yes. In the AAC championship game, uh, if not next weekend, probably a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, and uh, probably the same weekend as Army Navy. Army maybe. Navy, and uh, pro- probably. So, yeah, if. Cincinnati wins against Houston in the AAC, which I think they should. They, Houston yeah. will be a good challenge too. Houston's yeah. a good team. They got put. UC's got to put a good showing out. Yeah, they do. Went out, show up, and actually play the game. Which here in the past couple weeks they've that one game though uh, was it um, SMU? Not SMU. I think it was the week before SMU. Who was it that they played? Tulsa. Tulsa. Tulsa, they let Tulsa come back into the game and yeah. almost, almost lost it. Almost lost it. Um, but yeah, if Cincinnati can put up a score like that, thirty-five, thirteen. Yeah. They they should be in. If you win out, you should totally be in. Um, which kind of brings the question that I was proposing to you earlier. Are you more worried about the teams in front of Cincinnati winning or the teams behind Cincinnati winning in order for them to stay in the playoff? Like I like I told you, it's like the only two teams I'm worried about is Alabama and Ohio State, and I'm praying to the football gods this weekend, heavy duty praying that Alabama, or well. Alabama isn't playing an SEC championship, so whoever they're playing this week, they'll win. Is Auburn? Well, Casey, I'm sorry, but Alabama's going to roll Auburn. We could get lucky. We, we could get extremely lucky, and that because I mean the, these Iron Bowl games, you don't know how they're going to go down sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But when Georgia and Alabama face each other. In the SEC championship, it, it will be those teams, regardless. Yeah, regardless. Yeah, I want Georgia to win. Yep. And it, it's just I don't. 
it's hard. It's hard because, like I said on previous shows, I'm an SEC guy. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like, I'm tired of seeing Alabama in. I'm tired of seeing Clemson in. I'm tired of seeing Ohio State. You know, if you guys actually went out and played heavy duty teams, then I can see why you're up there. But you, you, the majority of the teams in the SEC. Or soft, you know, football wise, they're more basketball schools than football schools. But I'm pr- I'm proud to say Kentucky's done a hell of a job this year in football. Yeah. But you got what Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, uh, whoever is just not not that good. Kentucky will finish second in the East. This year. Behind Georgia. Behind Georgia. I think that's... Eight and three. I'll take it. And that with Louisville to play. I'll take eight and four. I'll take nine and three. They're going bowling. They're going bowling. Kentucky's going bowling again. So, you know, it's whatevs. But uh, I just... I, I, want, I want to see Alabama and I want to see Ohio State lose. If that tip makes me rooting for Michigan, which... I was anyway, just because of my friend uh, that passed away this year. He was a huge Michigan fan, and I'm going to I'm going the root for the Blue and Maze for him, and for them to whoop Ohio State's ass. Um, so Ohio State is number two in the playoff. Alabama's number three. Cincinnati's four. They just won. They they went undefeated this year. Yeah. In regular season play, so um, Georgia eleven and zero. Everyone else is is ten and one, nine and two, or eight and three. And how you're eight and three and still considered in the playoff is beyond me. Um, so Oklahoma State plays Oklahoma. Uh, both teams are ten and one. And that, and I think both teams lost to Baylor. More than likely. And Baylor is nine and two, and they're in the playoff hunt. I don't see a nine, a two loss team making it in there. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't see it. And if it does, it'll either be Alabama or Ohio State, which I call bullshit because a nine and two team, a two loss team. Doesn't need to be in. Nope. I'm sorry. I I misspoke. Baylor lost to Oklahoma State. They beat Oklahoma. So I'm I'm wrong there. I was about to say if Baylor beat both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, why is Oklahoma State and Oklahoma in the hunt? Shouldn't make sense. No. But <laughs> so. We, we agreed last week we were rooting for Michigan. Yeah. It's the only week we'll root for Michigan. Only it's, week. Only week. We, we, we turn in our uh, Ohio cards for one day, <laughs> and, that, and, that's a, and that's this game. Um, Alabama will play Auburn and then go on to play Georgia. That's a guarantee. Georgia will play Auburn or play Alabama. 
No matter. I know. What. I know we picked Alabama this week, but I'm still rooting for for Auburn to win. And uh, we we went with the numbers. Yeah. Uh, I think we we picked a lot of these games based on the numbers and how we felt about Cincinnati. Yeah. And that. Uh, well, Cincinnati's regular season is done. So if you're Cincinnati. And you see Michigan and Ohio State. And that you have to be thinking, go Michigan, because Ohio State's in front of you. Correct. And they have one and they have one loss. Correct. If they have a second loss, they move. Bye bye. They, they should be out. They should no longer be considered. Cincinnati moves up ahead. Um, if you're also Cincinnati and you're watching Alabama and Auburn. You're praying and hoping that a miracle happens in Auburn, because that's where it's being played at this year. Go Auburn, and if Bama loses a second time, they are gone, or should be gone. Should be. But they will also still have to play Georgia. But if they go and play Georgia, and then they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, would Alabama be considered after beating Georgia? Yeah, because... Georgia's undefeated. So I see Georgia moving down maybe to two or three. And who would be number one? Alabama. Alabama? Yeah. Even with the second loss? Because I just said, if Alabama lost to Auburn, but then Alabama went and played Georgia, who was undefeated, and beat Georgia, you said Georgia would move back to two or three. Would that mean Alabama's number one with a record of eleven and two? No, they should be gone. So it'd probably be either Cincinnati in one spot. Who's undefeated if they finish that way. If they finish that way. If they lose to Houston in the AAC, they uh, are gone. They're 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 UC is gone if they lose in the yeah, in their conference yeah. championship. UC is gone. Because they're not a top five conference team. They're not a power five, no. They're not a power five conference team, and one loss takes them out. That's it. That's all the committee needs, the playoff committee needs, is Cincinnati to lose one, and they are out completely. Huh? Yep. Gracias. Thank you. So, but, and we're, and we're not pulling for that. We no. want Cincinnati to win out, and we want the pressure to be on all these other teams. And if Georgia beats Alabama, Alabama should be gone. If Ohio State loses to Michigan, Ohio State should be gone. So then you have Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati, and then do you put Notre Dame at the number four? Or do you wait to see who wins between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State? Because Oklahoma State is in front of Oklahoma. Mm Mm-hmm. But Oklahoma being like that's that's tough. I, I well, duh. I would put Notre Dame in the four spot. So then it would probably be Notre Dame versus Georgia, and then I don't want to see. I and then Georgia scares me. And then it would be Cincinnati versus Michigan in the that would that would be a hell of a game in the. Uh, in the playoff games, if that was to happen. Yeah. I, oh, because I know the These pa- are a lot of scenarios that yeah. are going up we, here. We don't, we we're don't toward, know. What, we're, we're towards the end of college football. And, and we still don't know what the hell is going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. All we know as of, as of this recording is Cincinnati has beaten East Carolina 
They have finished undefeated in the regular season. They have a champion. They have a conference championship game to play, and after that, we will see what happens. That's all we know. As of everything else, it's all what ifs and maybes. Yep. So, and this is kind of—it's exciting though. I mean, it, it's nerve-wracking, but at the same time, yeah, I'm actually kind of—I'm actually kind of excited for it. Well, I mean, you want to see a local, local school. Local Yeah, a local I'd rather school. see UK. But we 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 both know that's not probably going to happen unless they expand it. So, well, a thing uh, uh, I did see another article that said if um, if Cincinnati gets screwed mm-hmm. out of a position, that would give all the other conferences a reason to expand the playoff starting next year. I wouldn't doubt it. So if Cincinnati gets screwed, like let's say they beat Houston. Yeah. And let's say you have Ohio State beat Michigan, and then you have, let's say, Alabama who beats Georgia or loses to Georgia, but they still get in. Yeah. And and, and then Cincinnati's out, even though they finished perfect. Apparently, um, the article said if that was to happen to where a non-Power 5 school got screwed being undefeated, going through all the hurdles that they needed to get into the playoff. Mm. It'd give all the other conferences a unanimous vote to extend the playoff starting next year. Well, there you go. Hopefully UC doesn't get screwed. I don't want them to get screwed. I don't, I don't either. I don't want no Montreal screw job being pulled <laughs> up here. No. I don't, I don't want no I don't want no screw job pulled down here. No, because I... I mean, I'm not. You and I are not UC fans. We're not. But we do want to see. But our eyes have been opened up. Exactly. To the bias. The pol- the pop the politics the, politi- the, the politi- politics of college football. Exactly. We were our eyes have been opened to the bias and the pol- and the politics of college football as to what these playoff committee people look for or what they think about certain teams. Exactly. They're open. And you can't deny it that it took it took the committee or the chairman eleven weeks to come out and say, We respect Cincinnati. No you don't. Bullshit. If, if you did, you would have put Cincinnati in the playoff picture like a couple weeks ago rather than Oh, let's wait till the following week. Yeah, let's wait till we get to the final week and see what happens. The only reason, or the only reason Cincinnati made it to the number four spot is because last week Oregon lost. Oregon shit the bed. Oregon, if Oregon would have beaten Utah, Cincinnati would have still been number five. Exactly. Or they would have been number six. They would have found a reason to jump Michigan ahead of. Oh yeah. Of uh, Cincinnati. It's the only reason why Cincinnati is in number four, Michigan is in number five, is because Oregon lost to unranked Utah and sent Oregon all the way back to rank I'm still trying to figure out how the hell Michigan made it all the way up to five when they did lose to Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State's been on the losing end of a few games this year, but I'm still before they lost to Ohio State, they were pretty much neck and neck, and I'm like, and they were above Michigan State. So I don't know how the hell that happens. But I, I, it's just too hard to explain. It is. It's hard because the. I think the criteria when all of this comes together, it's made up. 
Yeah, I really it's just do. Like, I really feel like the criteria of making up who belongs where in the rankings is totally made up by this playoff committee. Yeah. I, and I think it changes every week. I think the criteria changes every week. Well, who had the tougher schedule? Well, who did they lose to? Oh, who did they win? Who did they win over? Who was the big key win or whatever? I think the criteria changes every week. You need to have a solid criteria, and it shouldn't be wishy-washy depending on who the team is. Correct. And that hold the same standard for everybody. If you can't hold the same standard, then you just gave us a reason why we need to expand this playoff from four to eight or 12 teams. And I hope it's not 12. Please don't do 12. <laughs> I'll be fine with 10. Two buys and eight teams that have to play? Yeah. I'll be okay. I mean, you just do you just do the teams that are in the top ten. The hell with everybody else from eleven down. Yeah. If you're in the top ten, you're in the playoffs. You give the top two teams buys. You let everything play out, and then whoever wins wins, and whoever makes it to the national championship game, be the, and does that national champions. There you go. Uh, it's an idea, but I don't think it's an idea that's been passed out yet. Because as of right now, the idea has been to either expand it from 4 to 8 or do 12 and you have the top 4 get buys. Which that's, I think that, is, that's stupid. Which you is the top, the top 10 makes a perfect number. You have 2 buys. Everybody else plays. The following week, the top two teams play whoever won the game to get to their to get to their thing, and then you just let everything else play out, and then at the end of the day, you have the two teams. We'll take let's who's in the top top ten this year. We'll we'll do it this way. All right, you have Georgia as, as of right now. Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. Cincinnati, Michigan, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Ole Miss, and Oklahoma. Okay, so Georgia and Alabama, or Ohio, Ohio State's two? Ohio State's number two. Okay, Alabama, Ohio State, they get the buys. Four down to ten, they play. You mean three down to ten? Three, yeah, three, three down to ten play. Then, whoever wins them games plays the following weekend, and you just go from and there. You just go from there. Yeah. Okay. So you could have, you could have, like the even numbers, like two through ten, or two, four, six, and eight, and play, ten, and then one, and, yeah, and ten. And then one through nine play, and then just do it like that. It's an idea. I mean, hell, if we can sit, if me and Charlie can sit here and just come up with this in a matter of minutes. Well, see, again, again, there's sport. There, there are backroom sports politics being played here by these committee men. They yeah, are- it's called circle jerking. And that they are sitting in a back room, smoking cigars, drinking whatever, going, okay, who owes us what favor or how much money or who do we need to help or who, who's, on the, who's on the help list, who's on the shit list, and they dish it out that way. 
it's backroom politics and that you need to have a set criteria with these guys and with every college team. I don't care if you're Ohio State, you're Alabama, I don't care if you're Appalachian State. I don't care if you're Appalachian State. Yeah, exactly. I don't care if you're a no-name team in a no-name conference. All the criteria, all the rules, the same. And when you're the top eight, top ten teams, whatever, at the end of the season, that's how it goes. I don't care. Exactly. I I don't care what your gripe is. Well, we're number. I don't care if you're number eleven. I don't care what your argument is. Did you follow? Did we follow the criteria? Have you found one instance where we did not follow the criteria to where you are are number eleven instead of number ten? No. Then sit. Then please leave. Please leave the room. Close the door behind you and don't let the doorknob hit you on the way out. That's it. Or, or as what the Rock says, shut, shut your mouth and know your role. And know your role. You're number eleven. But hey, you're number eleven. You get to go to a bowl game. Congratulations. I don't care if it's the Meineke Bowl, the Music City, Music City, Independence, or the Tax Slayer, GoDaddy.com um, go Bowl. I don't care. You're, you're going to a bowl. Be happy with that. Exactly. So yeah, all, all these all these teams gripe about the same thing, and I think some of them have a legitimate gripe, especially when it comes to favorites like Alabama. Or Ohio State. Exactly. Those are, I think, the two most biased teams in the entire college football. And some say, some would say Notre Dame, but... Notre Dame they, is just, Notre Dame's been in two playoffs. They have. And, and they time, shit the bed each time. And I think that's why... I think that's why they've kind of lost some favor. Yeah. And that had they won, at least maybe one out of the two... I could see it to where they're continually given chance after chance. But losing two, or losing two out of two, I don't think so. I don't think there's as much bias as if it's Ohio State. If it was Ohio State, and let's say the whole, let's say the whole Big Ten was crap. Let's say Iowa didn't get to number two this year. Right. Let's say Michigan State wasn't ranked number three. Let's say um, Indiana wasn't ranked number 25 at one point this year. Okay? Or Let's, Penn State. Or Penn State wasn't ranked number t- 9 or something like that. If all those teams were not ranked in the Big Ten this year and it was just Ohio State, and Ohio State just walked all over them and the playoff committee was like, oh, Ohio State's the favorite to win it all? Yes, complete bias. Complete. I, I would totally see it. And that because it's like there's no real test. Nobody nobody showed up against Ohio State that could actually put up a, te- a matchup against them. But when you have Ohio State losing to... They lost to Oregon. They lost to Oregon. And that, who was ranked. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, well, it's, it doesn't count. Not a, big tw- not a Big Ten school. Still a loss. A loss is a loss. Yeah. And it should still hurt them like it hurts any other team. Because uh, if it was Cincinnati who loses to, let's say... Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Cincinnati would not even be mentioned right now. No. You you would see... It would be it would be Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Those would be your four right now. I guarantee it. Those oh, would be, I, wouldn't doubt, I wouldn't doubt it. Those if would be not Notre four. Dame, Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. One of those two. Or Oregon if they didn't lose, yeah. to, if they didn't lose to Stanford or Utah. Correct. 
And, uh, guaranteed. If if you see would have lost to Notre Dame earlier this year, you see would not even be mentioned in this conversation. Nope. Sure, the hell not. So, what do you got, Mike? Well, you want to talk a little wrestling? 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 Yeah, sure. Let's talk a little wrestling. Well, last week uh, we didn't get to it, but there was a quite a few. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wrestlers released again. Yep. And supposedly it was dude, dude, uh, as John Laurinaitis. You do the uh, I suck at it. You do the John Laurinaitis voice. My name is John Laurinaitis, and I am the VP of talent relations for WWE. And the releases that were made were due to budget cuts. Exactly how that went. <laughs> It, Bullshit! Yeah. <laughs> I call a big... I call a big old bag of Richards. <laughs> yeah, what a dick biscuit. <laughs> God, I love... That gets better as it goes. It gets better. And I love... I love that me and my buddy Dave came up with that. He was telling me this morning that he was watching a movie uh, last night. And he's like, Yeah, somebody said shit biscuit. He goes, that doesn't have the ring, the ring that Dick Biscuit has. Yeah. So I did. <laughs> it, it was it was funny. So I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm trying to look for it because it's been uh, it's been a week. week. It's been a week. So and last week we had a guest and the and we and we said we were going to be behind the eight ball when it came to other. Sports news or sports entertainment news like this because, and that and this is no way in uh, uh, a dig against Brad or whatever. I mean, we knew we were going to be talking about hockey. The most of the show was hockey. Yeah, most of the show was hockey, and that and I mean, we could have gone on for hours, guys. Believe me, we could have gone on for hours talking about hockey memories of Section One Hundred Eight. Uh, talking about players that we love, players that we couldn't stand in the ECHL, NHL, <laughs> the rise and fall of, of careers. I mean, memories that we had at uh, the Cincinnati Gardens, U.S. Bank Arena. I mean, just we could have gone on for hours. We did. I mean, after we recorded, me, you, and Brad, we were talking about all the different things. Like, oh, do you remember this? Do you remember that? And it was it was like a trip down memory lane. And we told Brad we need to have him back on here again. And we'll just spend the whole episode just taking a trip down memory lane, just talking about all of our Cyclones experiences. Exactly. And, I mean, I uh, – well, I know you do. I have, I have a lot, a lot of – Cincinnati Cyclones experiences that, you know... I was talking to my brother the other day uh, uh, um, after Thanksgiving. Um, me and him were talking about, can you believe some of the stuff we did uh, in Section 108? Or can you believe some of the stuff that we got away with? And I was like, dude, that feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. I, I mean, it really does. It, I mean, I think... Uh, was it because he was a season ticket holder before I was? Um, I became a season ticket holder. I think a season after him, and me and him had seats right next to each other, 
and we got to know all the other season ticket holders who sat in Section 108. We became buddies with them. That's how we started uh, Cyclone Nation in the 2011, 2012, or 2010, 2011 season. And it just grew from there. And uh, just, we had a blast. I mean, Section 108, shout out to all those guys. Uh, whether they listen or not, I mean, shout out to you guys and salute because some of the best times at a Cyclones game was sitting with you guys during a uh, just sitting in Section One Hundred Eight. Yeah, you guys, I... you guys were awesome. You made you made the game way more enjoyable, and you made our time there absolutely legendary. I mean, I know there was a couple times that I've gone to games. That I didn't sit with you, that we were both there, and somehow me and Ryan made it over to section 108. Well, we eventually, well, because you and me were like texting on like Facebook Messenger or yeah. something, like, we're over here. It's yeah, like, because we generally sat behind the goal. Yeah. From where you were, and it was well, about. We, we would look for each other, or if you were at the game, I'd be like, "Hey, come down during intermission." Yeah, because everybody's going to go to the bathroom or go and get another hot dog or pizza or beer. It's like come back, come down to section one hundred eight, hang out during intermission. Yeah, and we that which we did. Yeah. So I I now I found the eight people that were released. All right. From uh. See, that's how good stalling works. You just keep going. You keep talking about nonsensical stuff, but that wasn't nonsense. It wasn't nonsense. It, it was how we felt. So, like Charlie said, um, eight wrestlers were released last week from uh, WWE. So, if you already know, we apologize in advance, but for those who don't know and that are WWE fans, uh, number one, is Jim Morrison. That hurts. That that does hurt. It, it's the Miz. The didn't Miz. they get him? They got him back sometime last year, right? Yeah. And him and the Miz were tag team partners. And the Miz went off and did Dancing with the Stars. He got eliminated. They started a feud. And it just... It went with Jim Morrison and... And the Miz. They started a feud with the Miz and Morrison. Yeah, and now it's completely just torn, torn to shreds. Sh- shit down the toilet. It's like ah, oh, it didn't work. Oh well. And then the next three are from that uh, from the faction Hit Row that got caught up like not even a month ago. Yeah, they didn't even survive a month. A month on the main roster. Well, you they, had... they they all got called up, and first it was the uh, the only female of the group. Correct. Got released, and now a couple weeks later, it's the rest of the team. Yeah, you had top so doll. You had top dollar, Isaiah Swerve Scott, and then Ashanti Adonis. The rest of the members of uh, top hit row, and it's just like. Why bother even calling them the hell up? Yeah, I know. It's like... That that was stupid. So the next is Tegan Knox. She was tag team partners. Uh, Her and Chassie Blackheart got called up. And then they... To the main roster. They were a tag team. Then the draft came. Tegan went to Raw. Chassie stayed on SmackDown. Shotzi's got major 
she's just now turned heel and fighting with uh, Sasha Banks and uh, Charlotte. Mm. So she's done good for herself, but they let Tegan go. She was drafted over the Raw and never... I don't think she even showed was a was a player in Raw. Just goes to show you that SmackDown's better than Raw. Yeah. If you can't find anything to do with these guys on Raw, then I you shouldn't even draft them to begin with. Exactly. And then the one that's actually really kind of pissed me off. The one that hurts the most. Kind of, yeah, Drake Maverick. Hmm. I, I, I understand that one. I do understand it, but I don't think that hurts as much as some well, of the others. I mean, that that hurts the most because last year he got released. Yep. But he was doing something. It was like, a, I think it was like the 205 Live uh, Championship yeah. belt. Or there was some kind of tournament going on. Yeah. He was in it. He won the, won the tournament. Triple H gave him a contract. And, and he got back into the industry that way. Yeah. And, and now he's just... He got called up to Raw. Again. And did the stupid 24-7. Was helping R-Truth and uh, another dude with the, that 24-7 title. Which that title needs to... That needs to retire. Part of my French and I'm going to drop it. That's fine. That title needs to go the f- away. Yes. Because that that is it's the dumbest thing that WWE has come up with in terms of titles or in championship belts. And any I understand the reasoning behind twenty four seven, but the whole premise behind it is it's dumb. A, it's a gimmick. It's, it's a, a gimmick. It's, 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 gimmi- it's supposed to make people laugh. It's not making anybody laugh anymore. It's just making people go, "This is dumb. This is stupid. Get rid of the freaking title." Or keep it and actually do like a championship match every every night. Even the titles dumb. dumb well, it looks it. It, do, it it does look dumb. But if you're going to keep it, don't do the whole compend anytime, anywhere. Doesn't matter who it is or whatever. Do like if you're going to be called the twenty four seven champ, then have a match every Raw, every SmackDown, every pay per view, what house show, uh, go home show, whatever. Just do it that way rather than the whole, oh, chase him around the ring. Oh, he's backstage now. Oh, he's in the crowd. Oh, he's in a park before the show or he's on on Fox. Oh, he's in the board. Oh, he's on the concourse. He's on the concourse. He's next to the hot dog stand. Bullshit. Stop you, it. You know who the champion is now? Who? Dana Brooks. She's, she's the... I mean... Dana Brooks deserves more than that. Yeah, she does. A comedic act. She needs to win the belt. Dana from... Brooks is a force to be reckoned with yeah. if given the right push. Exactly. And that... Like they're just now pushing Liv Morgan. Which is stupid. They should have been pushing her a year ago. Yeah. And that Liv deserves more than that. Uh, Dana deserves more than that. Uh, I mean, they're... I mean, shit. Even no. Tamina. All the all the all these women who have not been given a real big push, I feel sorry for because a couple of years ago it was the pay per view uh, evolution. Yeah, and it was an all female pay per view. It was awesome. It was awesome. But since then, what has WWE done for the rest? 
Nothing. Nothing. Because they have their major players. You have Charlotte. You have Becky. You have Sasha. You now have Bel Air. You had Ronda Rousey for a brief period. Um, you had Alexa Bliss. And that all these all these major players. But now Asuka. Alexa uh, but now Alexa Bliss is out with some sort of surgery. Sinus. Sinus was, surgery. Was, or sinus. Whatever. Um and she's possible. Nia Jax is released. Charlotte and Becky are now somewhat on the fray backstage personally uh, because of what happened a couple weeks ago. Sasha is starting to lose her her momentum with whoever she works with. Um, to be honest with you, I'm not a fan of Natalia. Natalia should have been fired a long time ago. How she stuck around is beyond me. Probably well, Laurenitis had a thing for her. Uh, no, the uh, last name. Well, Hart or not Hart, but she is part. Of she's the part heart of, the, of the Hart dynasty and yeah. everything. But at the same time, that's not a good enough reason. She's she's not good as a heel. She's not good as a babyface. She needs she needed to be gone years ago. I never did like her. Well, let me let me before we continue with that, we have two more. That's fine. Keep going. Uh, Shane Thorne. I don't know who he is, no. and then Jackson Riker. Right, Jackson Riker. Riker. Yeah. He's gone. Wasn't he? um, He was with uh, Elias for a while, and then was he with Elias? Yeah, he was. He's formerly known as Gunner from Impact. That's it, Gunner from it. I knew he looked familiar. I was like, wasn't he with Impact or TNA? Yeah, he was Gunner. Gunner. Yeah, and he was a beast over there. Oh yeah, because he was a big dude. But the thing, I just with with these releases that. They're not going to have anybody. And then you go over to AEW. And then I heard the releases are going to keep on coming. Is They're, they're going to be blooded because, oh, we got these guys from WWE. If I was Tony Khan, that's it. No more. No eventually, more well, eventually Tony Khan has got to be smart and stop signing everybody under the sun. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, I even saw that. something today on Instagram where... Uh, and I know we don't like this guy, Eric Bischoff. He said he could re- reboot WCW. I mean, hell, Eric, if you want to, do it. I dare you. And then that, it wouldn't last a month. Well, no, you. This it's just an idea. You have another like reboot. Go ahead, and reboot WCW. Get you'll you'll have some of the guys that. If you can't go to AEW, go to WCW. I mean, there's enough got, enough men and women out oh, there. Yeah. ROH went under for a while, or is they, they, they've suspended operations for yeah. a while. I mean, some of them guys could go down towards WCW. Uh, Jay Lethal just debuted on M or on AEW. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. You still have NWA. You still have New Japan. New Japan. And NWA, Mickey James just did all uh, all women's pay-per-view for NWA. And that thing succeeded. She oh, had, yeah. She had the women from a, the AEW roster, uh, Impact roster, I think some from ROH, and... Uh, NWA roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that I didn't get to see it, 
But from what I read on it, it was it was a, it did phenomenal. Yeah. And she she had who I think Billy Corgan is the one the the lead guy from Smashing Pumpkins. I think he has a lot to do with NWA. Mm. So I mean, and he let her do that all produce it all on her own, and it did awesome. Mm. So. Yeah. I think I think WWE needs to. Vince is like, oh, these guys aren't going to do shit, and he's he's wrong. He is. He is wrong because he he wants the guy, the big bodybuilder type guys that, to wrestle. That and, era is come and gone. Yeah. I don't know how much more we need to beat this horse to death over him and be like, dude, that era of wrestling is over. The big body guys is over. The bodybuilder guys is over. And uh, you're now in an era where fans want to see um, the agile, the agility, the athletic, the um, feats that you you wouldn't see on somebody uh, like a bodybuilder. Uh, or you want to see a bodybuilder who can do things like a cruiserweight can do. I mean, you you people are into this action mode of wrestling. They're no longer into the feats of strength. They're no longer into the feats of who is bigger than the other. It's more of we want to be odd and ood and which one is going to be the actual nail in the coffin kind of finisher where you get the one, two, three. And well and they even do it to their big guys too. These corny ass storylines where you had Braun Sherman, oh let's Let's flip over an Anderson or an ambulance. Been there, done that. Have have the T-shirt. Yeah. Mark Henry, same thing. Oh, put him in a corny storyline. Mark Henry was a big dude. Yeah, he but, was. A, but I think Mark Henry sold bigger on the corny storyline. I think he did. I think he did better. I, or not better, but he sold it better than like Braun Strowman. Everybody saw Braun Strowman and it was like, oh, this is a copycat. Everybody knew it was a copycat. Yeah, but it's with just, Mark Henry, it was like big dude, world's strongest man. He was he actually competed in world's strongest man competition. Exactly. And uh, but with Braun Strowman, everybody saw a knockoff. And uh, but Braun Strowman had his moments, and yeah. he was a big part of WWE. And to get rid of him like they did uh, earlier this year is just. Oh, crazy. And uh, it just... I don't think anybody's really thinking at WWE right now. Nobody's uh, really thinking. And and I know... Was it uh, was it going on to the heels of the Taste is Right podcast yeah. last week where Eugene and Ty were talking about Triple H and, and everything? Guys, I want Triple H to take over WWE. I really do. He has a better eye and angle for the business than Vince or... John Laurinaitis will ever will. Uh, he has a better idea of what needs to happen, what the fans want, or actually what needs to go into an actual production or talent relations show. He knows what, what it takes. These guys are dinosaurs living in a dinosaur age who think we have all this new talent that isn't meeting the criteria that we want, so the best solution is we get rid of them and we form the show how we want with the people who actually will do what we want. Yeah. And at once Vince and Lauren I just go however they go, bought out, resign, retire, death. Whatever. I don't see I don't I don't see Vince McMahon whatever. Re- retiring 
that that company is going to go to the shithole until well, he it's dies. A, it's already in the yeah. shithole. It's already in the shithole. Because everybody's saying, when is WWE going to sell? When is WWE going to sell? If Vince doesn't move out of the way and let somebody else take over who is not Vince or John Laurinaitis, then it will or become... Or Bruce Pritchard. It will come down to a market value that is below average and then you will see either AEW or some other sub subpar promotion swoop in and be like we have the money now to overtake them. Yeah. Cuz WWE is not where it was I'll say 4 years ago. No, 5. There's 5 years ago. 5 years ago 2016 was probably some of the best wrestling we ever saw in WWE because you had you had Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, uh, John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, uh, Brian Danielson, also formerly known as Daniel Bryan. I mean, you had all these guys, Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles, you had all of them who were in a, I'll say, in a part of their prime. Yeah. That made WWE so much enjoyable, watchable, and everything. And now you're just seeing all this new talent go to waste, get released. They think they can't work with them. They're not fitting a certain mold. And what's the best course of action? Oh, rather than trying to actually work with them or try and work out a scenario, let's just get rid of them. Yeah. And now you're coming. And now WWE is slowly. I. It was slowly. I think it's now going sliding downhill at a faster pace to where WWE is losing its market value faster than ever. Yeah. And that's why you that's why you keep on hearing all these talks of when will WWE get bought out? Because they are losing their market value. Well, that's the, the thing the I don't The only thing it going back to w, WCW? Yeah. Remember when Ty said the Cruiserweight was the only thing that kept him afloat? The only thing that is keeping WWE afloat right now is SmackDown and the Roman Reigns angle. That's the only thing that is keeping them semi afloat. That's it. Once that angle goes away, however it goes, yeah. whether The Rock comes back, beats Roman Reigns, or Roman Reigns eventually loses to somebody and the bloodline goes away, that whole storyline goes away, once that happens, WWE's gone. Oh, I, I would if they agree. keep going the way they are and eventually Roman Reigns will lose, which will happen, once that, once that whole angle is gone, somebody's going to move in and take a, uh, take a shot at WWE at purchasing. Oh, I, I totally 100% agree with that. Um, well, I guess one more thing before, yep. since, since we're still in uh, talking about wrestling. did you? I know you saw it. Yep. I saw it this past Wednesday on AE, AEW Dynamite. Mm-hmm. CM Punk. This, I'm not, I'm not going to say it was better than his pipe bomb, but it's up there. It's up there in the pipe bomb category. Yeah, yeah. The way he just like you hit, he was getting ready for a match against uh, QT Marshall. MJF comes out doing his MJF. You know, just running his mouth. Running his yeah, running his mouth, and uh, CM Punk just like stood there, took whatever MJF had to say, stood there, grabbed the mic, and just. Unleashed. Yeah, laid him out, man. He said, there was like this one part where he said, where MJF said that he was like one of the four pillars of AEW, and CM Punk goes, bullshit, 
Britt Baker has moved past you <laughs> into the one or into the four pillars of that AEW. And then there was a shot taken by uh, MJF saying it's on the ballot. Uh, John Cena, which was like, oh, you, you, the you can't see me, man. Yeah. Which I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm rolling. I'm like, I'm watching, I was like, this is some funny shit. This is some good stuff. Yeah. CM Punk fires back and goes, well, we'll just sit here and wait until Tony Khan has a daughter and then you can marry her. And then there was something where CM Punk said something to him about calling him a second-rate Miz. Oh, yeah, he's a less famous Miz. Yeah. And the whole crowd Uh, going, oh! So, so it, it was just a back and forth, and I'm just like, oh, it was pipe bomb after pipe bomb. Oh my god! I'm like, really? They're they're talking about triple. They're talking about Triple H. They're talking about John Cena. John Cena. They're talking about Vin- Stephanie. Stephanie McMahon. Vince McMahon. Angle. Yeah. Yeah. And the 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 Miz. And the Miz. Yeah. I do you think? See. I feel like with that kind of talk coming out of more than multiple wrestlers now. Yeah. Because last week, uh, Brian Danielson dropped a uh, a WWE bomb. Yeah, something that, that was, he probably shouldn't have said. I, and he said, I think it was, yes, we know it's scripted, folks. We know it's scripted. We know it's scripted, but at the same time, it felt like he shouldn't have said it at the same time. I mean, at, I mean we know it's scripted, but... The writers, I, I feel like the writers couldn't help themselves but make a jab or something. It was like, look at his past or whatever. Look what he did. And and as a fan, you're like, I don't think you should have referenced that. You shouldn't have referenced I laughed. That. I, was like, I was like, really? But, but now you're a week later yeah. and you have CM Punk and MGF referencing other things that are WWE it feels like they've opened the door where if you're going to use another company, use them in a way where you're going to insult the other, yeah, the other wrestler or the other person. Well, in real in real life, Punk and Cena are friends. Oh yeah. So that that was that's like, you know, you got. I'm 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 sitting there thinking. I was like, did did they give did uh, Phil call John and be like, hey, you're going to be. You're gonna be mentioned, or, <laughs> or I just, or it could have been the whole like, hey man, I was in this match the week before, and I started doing the bulldog thing that you did, that you do, and when I popped up with the hand, yeah, everybody was like getting ready for the you can't see me. I just want to, just want to run by you that I may use you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. But and at it the was same, awesome. But at the same time, this kind of goes to another topic with AEW referencing WWE. You have current WWE superstar Big E who referenced AEW in an interview saying he wants the forbidden door to open yeah. between AEW and WWE where you have superstars cross. Well, that's that's what they're doing with Impact. Yeah. 
you know, well, that's you, what AEW is doing with everybody else. Yeah, everybody under AEW, you can go wherever you want. They're not under a contract. They're not under a brand contract or a company contract. They're just under a contract where we will pay you under AEW, but you are free to cross through brands. Yeah, and uh, but. Big E was saying he wants that forbidden door to open oh, dude. to where WWE can go to AEW and AEW can go to WWE. Could you just imagine? Some of the matchups are going to be oh, dude. huge. Yeah. Huge. I mean, oh. I, I, I would just... Britt Baker versus... Charlotte Flair. Char- or Becky. Becky Lynch. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Kenny Omega. Uh... Was it uh, do um, Hangman Page versus uh, AJ Styles? Yeah. Do the uh, Young Bucks versus? Uh, well, there's no legit tag team in WC or WWE. And that, there, there's no real legit tag team. The only like real legit is you have Kofi and Xavier, or you have Jay. Well, I was thinking of Usos. I was thinking right. Young Bucks versus the Usos. Uh, My. If we're if we were betting on this, I take Young Bucks any day. Oh of the yeah, way. totally, totally. No way they lose to the Usos. No. And uh, no way. Um, yeah. Or uh, have um, Lesnar go on to AEW or something. Oh, dude, he would just clear house. Or even better, even better. You have a returning sober John Moxley. And face Seth Rollins on or w- Roman Reigns or Roman Reigns on WWE. I would pay to see that. Oh, that would be so freaking awesome! I, 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 I seriously, I seriously would pay for that. That would be so cool. I would go to like where I could watch pay per views for free. <laughs> I would learn. Okay, here's fifty bucks, AEW. Take my money. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. Exactly. Oh, I'm waiting for that. I, I want that to happen. That well, that probably happen if. Trips takes over. Oh, if Triple H takes yeah. over, or Paul takes over. If um, well, what what would you think if Paul Heyman took over WWE? Let's say Triple H is in no in no state I, to I'm return sorry. and take over because of his heart condition. What if Paul Heyman would take over? No. Do you th- no? No. Paul Heyman wouldn't be a contingency I saw what he plan? Did. I, I, I wouldn't. I saw what he did to ECW. But he has a genius mind. He has a mind. That's why I would keep him as like like a writer or a producer like. Mm. But owning a company, I've heard stories from Tom, or Tommy Dreamer, the original ECW guys. Yeah. Where they wouldn't get paid for weeks. Mm-hmm. So I... Don't think that, and I don't get me wrong. I love Paul Heyman, but for him to run another wrestling, but I no, he can. He has a great mind, and I would let him do his thing behind his things, but I would not let him run WWE. What if he was a general manager for one of the brands? The general manager thing, that's... I know, I know it's it, kind it, of a... It's, it's, it's a it, no-power situation. Yeah. Or a no-power position. But if you were... Let's say... Because when they came back with the GMs, when it was Stephanie and Mick Foley a couple of years ago and Shane with Daniel Bryan... Yeah. And that, but if... Let's say you got rid of the McMahon aspect out of it and you actually let these guys run things. Do you think Paul... 
could run Raw or SmackDown really well to where there'd be no doubt who is an A or a B show. Paul would just absolutely decimate but whoever would be on the other side. But you would have to some you would have to have somebody and I don't know who that would be to be like have that mind like Paul to be like okay. Because let's say if you had Triple H who, who did excellent at running NXT. That's and NXT he should he should be like Vince. I'm going to drop it again. I'm sorry. I'm giving you a heads up. Get the f- out of my business. I'm fine. I can do do this. Let me and Sean. Or let Sean take over NXT. Let Triple H come up and take over Raw, and Paul can take over SmackDown. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I would because all a, three of them have a have a a genius mind when it comes to the business. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem with that. And then just, be like, just you, never bring Eric Bischoff back. No, never bring that ass. The hell back. with Eric Bischoff. But to to have that. To have that, and then you open the forbidden door. Oh, dude, game on! Yeah, game on. I, I was about to say, if you can open up that forbidden door to interchanging superstars and everything, you're gonna have fans who are just going to be blown away by whatever happens. Exactly, they will know what's gonna happen the next week. You know, since before AEW, you came, may even have rivalries. Live and die in one night. Exactly. I mean, before AEW came up, what two years ago? A year ago? Two thousand nineteen. Yeah. So two, too much. Years. Two years ago. Yeah. WWE was the only, only, the biggest brand. The biggest brand. You still had R O H. R O H was par. TNA was subpar, and then New Japan, that's their own thing. New Japan does New Japan, which I've watched some of the matches that go, the Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho matches that happened in New Japan. Those were, those were fire. I'm not, I know I'm using young lingo, but (laughs) those, those were, those were legit serious matches. Who in the hell would have ever thought that Chris Jericho could go to New Japan? And pull off what he did. I didn't. No, I wouldn't have guessed he'd go over there. No. Or do anything over there. I mean, you saw you saw Cody Rhodes go to New Japan. You saw AJ Styles. Oh, AJ Styles had a huge success over there. Yeah. Same with the Young Bucks and everything over exactly. there. Exactly. Some some guys can. Finn Balor. Finn, ba- Finn Balor. Hell Finn, yeah. And that, look at look at uh, Carl Anderson. And, and uh, Luke Gallows. Luke Gallows. Yeah, some guys can go over there. They can understand the culture, read the culture well enough over there to where they know what they need to do to either... Because over there in Japan, their standards of cheering or booing or whatever is different than the, over here. The American version. And I, over here, it's all about writing. It's all about narrative. It's how the story is being laid out. Whereas over there, it's how good are you in the ring. How good the matches are. Yes. You don't need a storyline. You don't. It's not the storyline. That's not what they look for. They look for how good are you in the ring. If you're that good in the ring, that's when they'll cheer. That's when they'll boo. And that. And it's not really cheer. It's more of a. It's a more of applause. Yeah. Because they look for the 
per they look for the execution of, of, a, of a move more than they do for the storyline more for the storyline or how the match should go yeah they look for each individual move and if the move was done the correct way that's when they applaud it's very different but because those guys were able to acclimate to that culture exactly. that's why they did so well there exactly so It'd be interesting if they oh, opened up dude, that, that door. That, that, would, that, that door would... Sony, there, there are some guys who would probably kick that door in. They, oh, they'd kick the door wide open and be like, I'm here, who's up? Who's they'd be next? Like, they'd be like Jack Nicholson, uh, Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Jack, here's Johnny! So... It'd be cool, dude. It'd it, be cool. It, it's just one of those, we gotta wait and see. Yeah, if wishes were fishes... If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> well, looks oh. like we're out of time. <laughs> and, uh, we got food coming. And, uh, so, guys, I think that's going to do it then. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was I, I was starting to get a little bit uh, hang, hangry. Hangry? Hangry. And, uh, so, uh, yep, I guess that's food. <laughs> I guess well. Before we leave, though, we yes, like we, to we like to give you guys a little bit of a a teaser or a preview. Uh, we're coming towards the end of the year, and uh, drop the gloves, going strong. Six hundred listens on Anchor as of this podcast. Yes. Congrats, Mike. Congrats, Charlie. We have, uh, dude, six hundred. Man, didn't think didn't think we'd reach that kind of number going into going into starting it this year. Yeah. So, so I think I think we've done almost a year in. I think we've done pretty good. We've done pretty awesome. We've yeah. reached a lot of listeners. Yep, uh, on several platforms. Exactly. And that's a big shout out to Anchor for giving us our start. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you, Anchor. Um, so a couple teasers, guys. Uh, one is uh, we have a show in the works that's going to be kind of. Um, I don't want to give it too much away. Let's say it's a it's an Oscar worthy performance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It, it will be an Oscar worthy performance uh, the type show. And then uh, another teaser is um, uh, New Year's Eve. We have big plans for New Year's Eve, guys. We've we've kind of hinted to what those that'll be on previous episodes. Yeah. If you don't know. Go back and listen to a previous episode. Maybe you'll... Or re-listen. Yeah, re-listen and you'll figure it out. Because we, uh, we'll be doing something that we've never done before on that New Year's Eve episode. Um, and third and final thing is... Uh, Studio 33 is getting a little cramp, isn't it, Mike? Uh, just, just a tad. Just a tad. Just a tad. So uh, may need more elbow room <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Who knows where that will be? Because we might be moving up on the east side. We're moving on up to the west side. East side. Don't. That's no? that's west side there, buddy. What you're doing, that's west side. But if I'm doing it, like... it, 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 it's this. Really? Yeah. See, this is why I wasn't allowed to be in any gangs uh, <laughs> growing up because I couldn't get it right. So whatever. <laughs> I couldn't get the gang sign right. So. I'm not, no. That comment will be pushed to the side also because uh, that should not be thrown on air. <laughs> so. All right, guys. Well, 
Thank you so much for tuning into our Thanksgiving episode or the uh, what do you think we'll call the, this the, one? The post post Thanksgiving post post Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. All right. And, gobble, uh, gobble, gobble. Yeah, the gobble gobble episode. There you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> gobble gobble. Gobble gobble. And the first <laughs> how we started the show and how we we'll ended. Gobble yeah. gobble. That 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 should be the title of the show. Gobble gobble MFers. <laughs> gobble gobble MFers. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Thanks, uh, guys. Mike, where can they find you? Guys, you can find me on the good old Twitter at Gloves Mike, but on Facebook you can find the show at Drop the Gloves Podcast One. Charlie. You guys can follow the podcast at Drop the Gloves Podcast on Instagram. Uh, be sure to check us out over there for all the shenanigans that will be taking place. Uh, I'm I'm active there daily, guys. No, oh yeah. No, no need to worry about that. Uh, be sure to tune in to the podcast on all major uh, platforms such as Anchor. Again, thank you, Anchor. Six hundred. Cheers to Anchor. Cheers to Anchor. Six hundred listens on anchor alone thank you guys uh, for that as well as check us out on spotify apple breaker radio public and google f you google <laughs> and we still have a four percent listenership over there um, i'm seriously surprised that we're still on google but anywho's and that so for mike and i that's that'll do it for this week's episode and we will see you in the penalty box